All right. Hello, everybody. We cannot believe we got you back again. I, I, I just can't contain myself. I have so much joy in my heart and in my spirit. And we're going to talk about some things today. Yes, we are humbled and honored to have you back again. Yes. And that's right, because it's the Meta We Talk podcast. And it is the Truth Serum series. And we promise to tell you the truth. The whole truth. And nothing but the truth. So, so help me God. God. That's right. And today's topic, oh, it hits right home with me. Yes. Mm, it's called Faith It Till You Make It. Mm. <laughs> did, you, did you say that wrong? I said it. I said faith it till you make it. Not faith fake it. it till you make it. But okay. faith it till you make it. That's right. Have it's, faith, people. Exactly. It's super important to have faith. And lately, everything that we're reading in the news, everything that we're seeing on TV is saying for us to do just the opposite. Mm. And, and that's not the way God intended it for us. He wanted us to live life abundantly. And I don't recall him wanting us to run around in fear, panic, and anxiety. Does that sound like a wonderful, peaceful place to be? Not at all. It doesn't sound like the God I know, the God I was raised on. Yeah. Because especially what's going on out here right now in these grocery stores, people are going crazy over tissue. Yeah, uh, over toilet paper. I cannot believe <laughs> that toilet paper is being out there. <laughs> it's just impossible. I, I'm sorry. You all, I'm not trying to laugh at it, but it's, it's actually just frightening that people are going to such extents. Me and my husband, we can tell you about this. We were at the grocery store on our normal grocery day, Correct. which is typically a Friday. And we received an announcement that all the schools in our area were going to be closed down due to the coronavirus or COVID-19, which is the strain. Four weeks, people. Four, Four weeks. weeks. Four weeks, our children are going are gonna to be out of school. And so we were like, okay, well, let's get some lunches and everything made right. so that when they go to stay at, you know, our parents, their grandparents' home, that they'll have things in order to, to make sure that they're taken care of, that they have enough Correct. provision. And so we were like, okay, we're going to just go do what we normally do. You know, we always pick up all of our toiletries and everything on payday, right? So we go up to the store. There are lines to the very back of the store and people are fighting over toilet paper. They're mm. fighting over cleaning supplies, hand sanitizer. I didn't see a bar of soap in anybody's <laughs> <laughs> in anybody's cart, which is the main thing you need. Right. Taking it a step further, mm -hmm. just even outside, the parking lot was filled. Yes. And then there were no carts in the store. So we literally walked in and had to walk back out to go find a cart. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, is it that serious? Right. Like over a virus that has been around forever. Has anyone opened up a Lysol can and gone behind the, the actual sticker that's there? It says peel right here. It's got the little area on the, on the top right hand corner. If you look on the back, it says it will kill bacteria caused by human coronavirus. Right. This has been around for a while. So why are we scared now? You know, what? what is going on? I truly believe that the media is stirring up fear. And this fear is playing on emotions that have been there for a lot of people because they simply don't have faith. And in no way am I making light of the deaths that have occurred. But again, the media will have you thinking that this is fatal, like it's not treatable, which simply isn't the case. They've shown people that are recovering from this. 
But that's not what they're playing up. They're playing up that other angle, which makes this mass hysteria happen, which feeds into it. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're, and they're just creating panic. Yes. I mean, absolute panic. You know, when you speak negatively, right, that's what's going to happen, right? It says the Bible often says it. it says it all the time. And we've said it on our podcast, you know, just to make sure that we're clear that life and death are in your tongue. And the Bible asks you to choose life. Amen. Because when you choose death, then this is the type of conversation you have. Agreed. You're speaking death to these people, telling them every single day, oh, if you have it, you're going to die. You're going to this, you're going to that. There are possibilities if you have an underlying illness or cause or respiratory issue. Yes, Correct. that can happen. If you're elderly, yes. But this is what often happens, unfortunately. If you have a weakened immune system, if you're young, yes, these are all possibilities with anything. But is this curable? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's curable. Do we want to have this happen? No. Not at all. But shouldn't our reaction be a lot better than this? It should. I mean, we should have more faith in this and understanding that, okay, this has happened, Mm -hmm. but we're going to get past it. Yes. But now it's like, this has happened. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. What are we going to do next? You know, it's amazing how people can really lose their faith when crisis happens. Yes. It's, you know, when you see this, you get perspective. And if you are a believer and you know who God is, you're not running around in a panic. No. You're not scared every time you turn around because that's just not who your God is. Our God is so good and so great. You have to just understand who he is and you have to stand on that. And so, you know, I think about this. Oh, it's actually, it's in Hebrews. It's so perfect. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Yes. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Yes. Let me say that again. For he that come to God must believe that he is. Yes. Amen. You have to know that he is God. And then if you do know who he is, guess what? He gives you an answer. He always does that. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Agree. You have to seek out faith. And if you don't have a lot of faith, you do what the disciples do. What did they say? They said, increase our faith, Lord. Okay? We're not perfect. There are moments where we're fearful, right? But it shouldn't last a lifetime. Not at all. Right. And then going back to what you just said, you have to know who God is. Right. Because when you know who God is, you know who he isn't. Mm -hmm. And this situation right here, this is not of God. No. God did not give us a spirit of fear. Mm -mm. But he He gave us what? Of power. What? Love. And and a a sound mind. mind. Right. A sound mind will have you step back and take a look at this whole situation and mm. say, Mm-mm, no, I'm not going to be shaken like this. Not at all. People can't just tell me anything and make me just jump and move and run in fear. It won't be me and it won't be my family because as for me and my house, we serve, serve the, the Lord. Lord. And so we're encouraging you all to serve the Lord, serve the best parts of what God has given us. Yes. I mean, not every time it's not going to be easy. I mean, but all God is asking is for you to have the faith of a mustard seed. Yes. Okay. So I guess the real question isn't, you know, hey, do you have faith to move mountains? I've heard people, I've, I've seen it on different YouTube channels, everyone talking about this virus. And there are some people that are pushing fear rather than conviction so they're they're pushing that condemnation and not convicting the spirit and they'll say well if they had more faith then they wouldn't be dying like this if they did this they wouldn't have done that that is not our god okay he doesn't move that way it's really not the question if you have faith that can move mountains correct do you have any faith and some faith is sufficient 
Agreed. And I guess what God is saying is, if you've got some faith, I can work with that. <laughs> and so it leaves us open to receiving more. Right. Right. If, if you open up your heart and just let God take over, man, you don't know what you can do. If you have faith of a mustard seed and you can move things just because you just believe. Right. What do you think we could do in this world? That's when we activate it with prayer, yes. right? So you had that faith, you let it take root, and now it is time to put prayer in action to activate that prayer. I agree wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. That's actually a very good point because all it takes is one believer. Oh, One believer can change the faith of many. Mm. Just for instance, Dr. King, Yeah, his faith changed the faith of a generation and what we could achieve together. Mm-hmm. And, and we look up to him so much and I think of his principles and how God put him in place. And he has a wonderful quote on faith. He says this, faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Hmm. That's deep. That is. And but does it not apply to right now? It is. It's profound and it does because we're only seeing what's in front of us. We can't see the end of this. So therefore, we're reacting to what's in front of us. We're reacting to what they're saying now. And so we're going to move on this. We're going to get tissue. Mm-hmm. We're going to get water. We're going to just react right now instead of seeing the big picture mm-hmm. and understand the big picture is God. Yes. I often think about this. I remember uh, I had went to the circus when I was a little girl. And this may sound a little like I'm going off, off path. But you guys will get it. It's going to come around. <laughs> but there were the trapeze artists, right? Okay. And they were swinging from, you know, each bar to the next, right? And it made sense to me that in that moment they would swing off the bar, let go, and then go to the next bar, right? Right. And right in between, it was that little moment where they weren't holding on to anything that was concrete, right? right? I would tell you all, if you have that little space in between, you going from bar to bar as a trapeze artist, that little space, that's faith. Hmm. That really is. It's the difference. You know, it's like, I know that I'm going to make it to this other side, even though I don't feel anything concrete yet, even though I don't see it just yet. Right. You know, a lot of trapeze artists, it is hard. They can't always see the bar before they go to grab it, but they just know just based upon what they have seen in, in their normal everyday movement. Right. That it will be done. And that's how it has to work with us. That's good. That's good. If you think about it, we should know. Like, we're we're in our mid-30s, right? Mm-hmm. So we've been raised in church. Mm-hmm. And we know. We know what real faith looks like. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, though we can't see it sometimes, we yeah. know it's there. Mm-hmm. Like, I go back to this instance where you see somebody that has extraordinary faith, and you're like, wow, how can they have faith in a time like this? Like, for instance, death. Mm-hmm. And you see a woman standing strong in the face of it. Mm-hmm. And you question, like, you question her faith because you might not have enough of your own to understand, like, she knows God has her. Yeah. And we've seen that. We've seen that with, with a lot of people that are close to us in our class. Yeah. We've seen it with very close friends where they've lost a loved one, but they're not the one that's crying over the casket, screaming, yes. Lord, where did they go? Take me, take me, right? Yes. We've seen people go through the theatrics of it all right and then we've seen those who just stand firm and just say you know what i have confidence i have faith that they are in a better place yes and we will meet again yes right and so we're encouraging you all to make sure that your faith is strong enough 
right? Yeah. And again, you don't need a lot. Just give God just a little bit. Agreed. And watch what he can do with that. Agreed. Watch it. And don't be running around screaming and hollering, worried about every little thing, you know? Like, what, what will that do? Like, what will that do to your life if you were sitting around and you're just so worried about fear, you know? I think about in Deuteronomy. Right. It's always been one that always has stuck in my mind. Be strong and courageous. Yes. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You hear that? Agreed. He will never leave you. Never. He will never forsake you. So what are you worried about? You know, the, the craziest thing is we leave him first. Mm. He'll never leave us, but we'll leave him thinking that he didn't have us in the first place. Yeah. And it, it was the fact that we didn't have faith in him. That is so good. That I mean, that is an amazing point. Like when you're sitting around, every time we're like, where did God go? No, where did you go? Where did you go? He's mm. always here. He's the same God today, yesterday, and forevermore. Yes. Where did you go and stop blaming him for your lack of faith? You bring up a very good point because actually the scripture here, Isaiah 41, 10, mm -hmm. talks about God is with us. Mm -hmm. So it says, so do not fear for I am with you. Mm -hmm. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. Mm -hmm. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He will uphold you. He will, you know, there is always, you know, how they always say it's strength in your right hand. Mm -hmm. But that's when God is showing favor to you when his right hand is extended to you. So he's saying, I'm going to help you. When you're asking for a favor, you're asking for help. Can you do me a favor? Okay. I'm going to give you some favor and I'm going to do it and I'm going to extend it with my righteous right hand. So yes. he's saying, I'm going to protect you more than any other. Right. Amen. You have nothing to worry about because what will it do to you if you sit around worrying? What would that do to you if you're sitting? Will it add anything to your no, life? It gives you nothing. Will it add anything to your life? Not one thing. And even God says that on the regular basis. You know, he says that it's not going to extend your life if you're sitting around worrying. Agreed. <laughs> Luke 12, 25. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Oh, that's good. That's good. You can't add another. You can't add anything to your life. Worrying is like a rocking chair. You know, it gives you something to do. But at the end, you're still in the same place. <laughs> you haven't moved. You haven't moved forward. You might have just really essentially moved back. If anything, instead of worrying, worry about how you can get closer to God. Mm. Instead of worrying about what's happening in the moment. Worry about how you can fix your relationship with him. Because if you're worrying about something, again, we go back to God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. No. But of power, love, and a sound mind. Mm -hmm. So work on your relationship with him. And you don't have to worry about anything. No. He's got it. No. And when we're talking about building a relationship with him, you know, the thing that I thought of when we were in the store and we're watching people fighting over toilet paper, yet there is a vitamin aisle that mm. was full right next to it. And yes. there was bars of soap, but yet there was hand sanitizer gone. It was just so odd to me that how the mind was thinking odd and differently. It seems like when fear is present, it distorts our view of what we feel is most valuable, right? It's like all of a sudden, the things that we should be taking heed to or, or, or putting on that pedestal all of a sudden drops down. That's what fear does. It just completely distorts your view. And so instead of looking at it as, hey, you know what? We have mandatory quarantines that are happening right now. In Italy, it's happening. In Europe, it's happening. All these different type of quarantines are happening. But people aren't looking at it as, you know what? This isn't a quarantine. This is an 
isolation. This is an opportunity for quality time, quality time with my family, quality time with the Lord, with the word. I have time to reset, to restart my way of thinking. This is when God calls for us to have a renewing of our minds. He's doing it for us before it's too late. And I just think it's really important that we just bring family first, that we're looking at it. And it says, hey, faith is important. Yes, it is. But of the greatest of all three is love. So where's our love? Instead of being selfish and buying extra groceries that we don't need, <laughs> why aren't we just showing a little extra love to one another? Why aren't we helping our neighbor? Why aren't we laying our lives down for a friend? Why aren't we using this time to listen to our children a little bit more? Tell us about our days because we can get really busy, can't we? Yeah, we can. I mean, we make ourselves busy. Right. Where we forget what's so important, what's most valuable. I don't know. It it just really, it just makes me think that this is a snapshot, a really small snapshot of what will happen when God comes back, when the rapture takes place. Wow. You know, there's going to be pandemonium. There will be panic. There will be fear. But you know what? You won't be able to call on him in that moment. Mm. So take this as a test run, right? Look at what people are doing in the midst of this crisis and then amplify that by a thousand because that's what will happen when God comes back onto this earth and he takes his chosen people back to him. Right. Right. When Armageddon occurs. Right. And you are gone. And and those that are righteous are gone. Those that have been chosen to come back up. And he says, thou faithful servant. Right. When he says that to those people and you're left behind, How do you think you're going to act? You think people are going to even wait in lines? People will be tearing at each other, running, running into churches saying, I believe now, but they won't even be able to call his name. Literally, you won't even be able to call his name. So I'm asking whomever is listening. There's someone that's listening. If we just get to one of you, if we can just say this to one person, if you can be closer to God, what is preventing you from getting there? Get closer to him. Increase your faith. And then ask God to take over while you still have the chance. If you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Isn't that a good way to go about this? Amen. I would agree. I'm telling you all, faith it till you make it. You don't have to worry about faking. If you have enough faith, God will take it from there. Yes, yes. I'm so happy that you guys joined us again for the Meter We Talk podcast. It is the Truth Serum series, and we promised and we did tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So So help help me, God. God. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next week.